Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And you are listening to episode 78. That is season two, episode 28. We are in the wild card. Well, we're past wild card weekend. We're into the divisional round of the playoffs, and there is a ton going on. Coaching carousel turns. Wow, we just got to get to it all, and we only have an hour, so let's get to it. But first, we start where we always start. Craig, you have an interesting looking bottle. <clears throat> Thank you. What is that? Uh, this was given to me by Cinch. He uh, he bought a, a box of it, and he was not thrilled with it, so he gave it to me to try. This is a, a Nutcracker uh-huh. Winter Warmer Ale by Boulevard Brewing Company. Where is Boulevard out of? I, I've heard that name, but I honestly don't know where uh, they are. It's Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, Midwest. So this is their winter warmer, and it's called Nutcracker, and Cinch didn't like it. So he let's said see. It was, he said to him it was too piney. Okay, so give it a try. And let's see you, what you think. Okay, well, you describe that logo while I try this. Uh, the logo is a green diamond with the smile and a the hairline mustache of a Nutcracker on it. It is a little freaky. It's very green and red. It's very winter, kind of Christmassy-ish. Craig looks puzzled. Um, so it's it's smooth. And Cinch said this was piney to him. Piney. I get, I don't get pine. See, I get pine when I drink Road to Ruin over at our buddies at Two Roads. Hashtag sponsors. Like, I, there's some pine on the back end of it, but like the initial taste is almost like a bourbon barrel kind of thing to me. And he likes bur- barrel aged stuff, so that's surprising to me. But huh. he, so, and I have handed you a can. So. After my adventure on New Year's, one of my <laughs> quote unquote not New Year's resolutions, because I don't believe in New Year's resolutions anymore. Um, I just want to live a little bit of a healthier lifestyle. The, during the curling season and the NFL season, I could seriously drink three or four beers a day every day because right. I'm down at the curling club two nights a week and we always have a drink or two after a match. Then I'm here one night a week and we always have a beer on the podcast. And then the weekend comes and I'm watching football. Either and Monday night is football. Yeah, exactly. So it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to cut back a little bit just voluntarily just for health reasons. Nothing bad. You know, I'm not developing an alcohol problem. At least I hope I'm not. So I, I called Craig today and I said, listen, don't pick up anything for beer because I am not drinking tonight. Just part of my kind of pulling back a little bit, just being healthier for a little bit. And Craig went, don't worry, I got you covered. And so he's handed me a can of Run Wild non-alcoholic IPA from Athletic Brewing Company. Which are down the street from Two Roads. Yes, they are. I won't call them partners because they're both independently owned, but they've worked together. We've seen Athletic at many of the Two Roads sponsored events uh, at the facility. So this will be my first taste of them. My wife was like, oh yeah, their stuff was really, really good. Really, only yeah. seventy calories a can? Yeah, and only what half percent, like half a percent alcohol. This has calcium and iron in it. This is like yeah. So it's made. It's made by guys who, or maybe women too, that you know they're into health and fitness, but they also enjoy beer. And as we know, beer does have a lot of calories in it. So if you go to the gym, and then that night you're like, oh, I want a beer, and like, oh, this beer has two hundred calories. They came up with this athletic beer. And, and, and just to be fair, non-alcoholic beer still has the warning on it that it, it may contain up to true. 0.5% alcohol. Right, so, right. So, which is absolutely nothing. I mean, no. All right, let's Push. try this bad boy. We're going to I'm going to keep open. doing that until someone notices. He's taking a sniff. 
He's thinking it, about it. It smells like an IPA. It's got a real Good. IPA nose to it. Good. Um, I still see that commercial that bothers me with the French Which? guy. You have to get the mouth feel. No, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. But I, I've always, what? I've always believed when it comes to tasting a beer for the f- first time in a glass too. Right. There's three things you look for. You look for light penetration. You see how it smells, and you see how it tastes. And that's what you, you know, light penetration gives you an idea of, of the thickness and, and the way the beer is made. Um, nose gives you a, a real kind of feeling of what you can expect on the taste, and the taste is what really matters. So there right. you go. There you go. He's taking a swig. He's swishing around, and he's thinking about it. He's staring at the can. He's thinking. He's pondering. Hmm. Took a breath. <laughs> Do you need another taste? I might need another can. Um, <laughs> it's very IPA up front. Yes. And then... It kind of just goes away. It just kind of goes away, and the aftertaste isn't quite beer. It's beerish. Yeah, it's very light beer. It's a very light follow-through. All the flavor on this guy, and the flavor profile is... Um, not lacking at all. It's not overpowering, but it's not lacking. I mean, you worry about that when you go to your light beers, you're, you're not alcoholics that you're not going to get the flavor. The flavor is, but it's all up front. Right. So I'm left saying to myself, I need to drink another sip of this right away because I want that flavor profile to hit me in the face again. Um, but yes, I would not say no to yeah. this. They had, um, they had that one at uh, whole foods and they had another ale. It wasn't an IPA. It was just another like golden we ale. We have a couple one. of them at our curling club too. I haven't tried any of the ones that are down there yet but it's not bad there's no it's not it's not it's perfect for what i want tonight i want to try something i mean we're a beer and football podcast let's be honest i i'm gonna have to have a beer on the air at some point i mean i can take a week off here and there but it's not like i cannot have a beer unless my doctor tells me you can't have beer anymore in which case you're gonna throw me off the podcast (laughs) or you need a new doctor (laughs) or a new doctor (laughs) so burning hot take questions all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna start because i've got two and i know you have one so just to kind of keep it flowing all right all right so craig under the heading of Is It Too Early, Draft.com, who I like a great deal, and I've done really well the last couple of weeks on. I've won pretty handily. Your brother is pretty good at drafts. He's very good at it. You know, it's a lot more common sense and just playing the right. You don't get pool selection as much as you do in the other things, but it's a simple draft. It takes five minutes to do. I have done very well the last couple of weeks in it. Um, they've launched uh, best ball pools for 2019. Okay, uh, it's it's January. Yes, they have launched pools that won't start for nine months and with an NFL draft yet to occur. Is it too early to be drafting best ball yeah. for 2019? I mean, you, the biggest thing, what killed me, and that, and I made my drafts like in the summer. Yeah, we did were, a lot of were best injuries. So a lot can happen between now and September. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you could do it for fun just to, like, you know, in case you miss drafting, you know, football stuff. But right. I think it's a tad early. It's, it's, it's hard. early. It's hard. But they're playing off the market, the people who are thirsty for season long. Right, best ball right. Again, they're going, they're, they're playing off of that. I do think it's a, a touch early personally, but it's a lot of fun to see that, that, that they're trying to make football year round. We did seven best ball drafts this over the course of the summer. Craig and I would be just sitting somewhere. Hey, you want to do a draft? Yeah, let's do a draft. And we were just, and I just chucked a dollar at each because honestly, I'd done one or two best ball pools before that. I was just chucking a dollar here or there, put ten dollars in the account. Let's see how it would goes, and we ended up plus. Uh, I think we made like five or six bucks when it was all said and done. We invested ten, we walked out with fifteen, which then I started reinvesting and I started winning more. So I'm, I'm big on draft right now. 
Um, I like them a great deal, but I am not going to put in best ball pools in January for 2019. No, no, no. <laughs> maybe after the draft. Maybe. Maybe. maybe then you April, see who people May. get. I yeah. mean, free agency is going to happen, too. We have to be prepared that. for that. <clears throat> you know, but not definitely not before the spring or summer. So what have you got for us? Uh, so for me, uh, my question is, beginning of the year, you know, we always make predictions in the summer right oh, before yeah. the season starts. So I'm going to say two. one thing I was I think I was right on and one thing I was wrong on. And then I don't know if you have any. I'm sure there's a ton of things I was right, All right wrong So on. one thing I was wrong on, the Bengals did not win a playoff game. Okay. I said that on the air. Uh, the one thing I was, I think I was right on was saying that this year the Jets were still going to be the Jets, which they... That's like saying the sun's going to rise, though. I true, mean, true. But a lot of people had hope and, you know, Darnold was going to change everything. And, you know, after watching the Jets for so many seasons, they're still the Jets. Hopefully this coaching change will, will help. I still think the Jets need someone who, excuse me, who has been a head coach before. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't think it's really they haven't hired someone who's has NFL head coaching experience right. since Bill Parcells in was that 97 98 something like that. <laughs> so that's where I think the Jets have to go next season. So my guess is they're going to hire McCarthy, but we'll get into coaches later. Okay, so so what are your two if you have any? I do. Where I was I was wrong was I had Ezekiel Elliott ranked at 1. Um I'm looking at the season end statistics from CBS and a PPR and he was number four overall. Okay. Um, where I was right was when we were arguing that David Johnson should not be ranked <laughs> that high. Six, seven, eight, nine. He ended up as RB10. So he cracked the top 10. Yes, and he needed a solid year to do so. He ended up right between James White and Chris Carson. Where was um, Joe Mixon on that list? Uh, Joe Mixon was number eight. There was where I also say I was right. I, I told you Joe Mixon was going to have a breakout you year. You were driving the Joe Mixon train. I was driving the Joe, and he missed games. <clears throat> he did, and he missed, he missed like he missed what two or three? two or three. He could have probably been a top five. Yeah. So I, I and I said it. I, I I didn't expect Joe Mixon to go from like RB sixteen or seventeen, whatever he was last year, maybe even in, in the RB twenties, into a top five. But he moved up into the top ten. I I was totally on board that train, and with a team. That underperformed virtually in every yes, aspect of its were, existence. They were good at that. I think Joe Mixon has a possibility next year of, of being. He'll definitely be in my opinion. I think, top I, ten. Oh, definitely. I think we're starting to see a transition of the um, of Joe Mixon starting to become the star of the offense. Yeah, where they haven't had like a you know a star running back in a while. Mm-hmm. Someone that stands out. Mm-hmm. Still love Geo, but you know. And now I've got to remember what my other question was. God damn it. <laughs> and the, the beer is not alcoholic. <laughs> I did have something for you, and I just don't remember off the top of my head what it was. Oh, um. Nope. There it is. Maybe. Maybe. It's coming. It's coming to me. Oh, okay. Yes. So the name that was tossed out, because we're going to get to coaching changes in a second, but the name that was tossed out left and right, right after the season, was Eric Bieniemy. I heard yeah. him everywhere. I was talking. Eric Bieniemy wants yep. to interview. Everybody wants to interview Eric Bieniemy. Yep. As head coaching vacancies begin to fill now, mm-hmm. does Bieniemy still leave the Chiefs after their playoff <clears throat> run, or did the window close? Did people interview Bieniemy and go, "No, we're not going to wait and see what he wants to do"? What's your thought? Um, you know, he had a week full of interviews. You know, and I'm. He- you know, who knows how far Kansas City is going to get and what's going to happen 
after Kansas City eventually wins it all or loses. So right. right now, I think he's still one of the top choices in Cincinnati and possibly Miami. Okay. All right. That's fair. And let's segue right that into the coaching carousel. Sure. So you did some compiling of some information because, all right, so let yep. me full disclosure while Craig gets the information up on the screen. Normally I've got my uh, laptop open. I've got over here. I've got my DFS rankings up. I've got the phone and everything. I did nothing this week. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I did not. We did not run a metric. Um, well, we're, we're, we're at the metric season's over. Metric's really a, a regular season pool uh, tool because the pool just isn't large enough to run it outside of there. Right. But um, I, I just I, I texted Craig this morning and I said, listen, work has been super busy. I've been exhausted at night. I have not had a chance to do a lot of research. And Craig was like, don't worry, I got this. So I am kind of just operating off of the top of my head today, which is probably going to be an improvement over last week where I called Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick at one point. So <laughs> bring me up to date on all the things that have transpired as a person who has not been able to pay, pay attention to the NFL. Who's moved? Where are we going? Let's start team by team. Go for it. Help all me out. right. So the first off, we have the Browns. Okay. Uh, the Browns. Greg Williams. No. Uh, they hired Freddie Kitchens. Who? Freddie Kitchens. Who? Freddie Kitchens. Who? That sounds like a bad wrestler name. <laughs> it does, doesn't Freddy it? Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> He's the plumber. His nickname is the plumber. <laughs> Freddie the plumber Kitchens. Oh, I mean, you should take Michael Buffer's job. Actually, you know what? If he were some sort of wrestler slash fighter, he would be Freddy the Freddy Kitchen Sink. <clears throat> Probably. That's what he would be. Or if that would that would be the Bermanism for him. All right. So all right, so who is this guy? What did he, what He's did he do? The, he was the interim offensive coordinator for the Browns, like half. Oh, through. when they got rid of Haley, that's the guy they promoted from QB coach, I think. Yes. Okay, so this guy in a couple of months has gone from QB coach to offensive coordinator to head coach. Yes. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. He must have done a great job with Baker. They must like what they're, he's doing with Baker. Yeah, I think Baker's a huge part of the reason why he's staying there. He did not get arrested this year, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield, so that, that that's a good start. So, okay, so he, this he would fall into that Sean McVay category of we're looking for the hot new offensive talent. So, um, not really surprised by that. He'll need a, he'll need a strong defensive coordinator. I, I doubt he's hired as coordinator yet, but he'll look he'll be looking for um, he'll be looking for somebody who. So, when a head coach gets fired, do the coordinators go? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends. Mm. It depends. In some cases, there are. I mean, I'm not surprised it wasn't Greg Williams. I I, I didn't think Greg Williams was a good choice for that job in the in the first place. So, I'm not shocked by it at all. But uh, okay, so that all right, so that's the Browns. Who else we got? All right, so next is someone with the best football name. Okay. Uh, it's Vic Fangio. Oh, the guy from the Bears, the defensive coordinator from the Bears. Yes, he's he's now the head coach of the Browns. They call him the evil wizard in the <clears> locker room <throat> because he's just evil in finding the exploits of the offense. So he's the Andy Reid version of the defensive coordinator. Yes, it sounds like <laughs> yes. Um, oh, which makes a Bears Chiefs Super Bowl, which is no longer possible, even sound more more epic. Um, but he's supposedly loved in the locker room. Uh, he's Good. an old school guy, but is loved by his players because he's innovative and he's a player's style guy. But he's also old school disciplinarian. Show up, do your jobs. He'll do well there. He's going to need to bring in an offensive guy to help him. Where did he go? Uh, he went to the Broncos. The Broncos. Well, he's <clears throat> Elway will help him get an offensive guy. I mean, that's not going to be a problem. But that's interesting. Okay, nope. what All else right. we got? Next is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, they hired Bruce Aarons. So here's the opposite. Bring along Todd Bowles. Okay, so here's the opposite. Here's a franchise who isn't looking for the hot young kid. 
they're looking for stability. They don't have, and that that's I think what Tampa needs. Tampa had no stability this year in its coaching staff. No, they, they, their quarterback changed every every three minutes. Um, they they underutilized their weapons. They had no run game. I just they had no identity. There was no identity to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians brings in an Except offensive for Fitz Magic. Well, but he, and then and then he got out of the Uber that uh, <laughs> that that uh, what's his name drove out into the field and and then he got it. Uh, oh, never mind. So so they changed every three minutes and that's so I'm not surprised. And Todd Bowles, same thing. It, there are defensive coordinators that just don't make good head coaches and coordinators at all. One of the guys on Fox said, I don't remember which one it is, asking a coordinator to become a head coach is like asking a guy who drives a dump truck for a construction company to just pop in and take over an 18 wheeler. It's <laughs> that you're, it's driving that's a truck. A, that's a good analogy. It's driving a truck. You're it's not any different. It's got the it's gears, two completely it's different got, trucks. <laughs> it's got the pedals, but it's a completely different type of driving and it's a different kind of responsibility. So it is completely different. Um Good analogy. Yeah, I mean that was, I, and I can't remember who said it. I think it was one of the guys on, on the Fox pregame. I could be completely wrong about that, but that's so. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Bowles can do the defensive job there. He will help them defensively, and I think it's a good move to bring him in there. Uh, I would look for Tampa to improve next year. So, anybody else? We got any more motion? Um, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they hired former Texas Tech coach Cliff Kingsbury. And that guy had just left somewhere else to take the Texas Tech job. Because, uh, well, he, yeah, well, he was he was with them for seven seasons, but he got fired after Thanksgiving. In Texas Tech. Yeah. Okay. And then he was hired by USC to be its offensive coordinator in December. That's it. So now he's leaving that after a month. Right. Okay, that's what it was. So yeah, so you get fired from Texas Tech and you end up being a head coach in the NFL. Where is he going? He is going to the Cardinals. I don't know anything about the guy. And it's the Cardinals. And it's the Cardinals. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and this is the other thing, too. College coaches don't always do a good transition to the NFL. Like, it's... What are you talking about? Like, like Nick Saban did really, really well. Bobby Petrino did fantastic. Um, Aren't these people still back in college now? Bobby Petrino never forget, just walked out in Atlanta one day. I was like, this isn't working out. Just left. <laughs> And I was like, we'll sue you for breach of contract. I don't care. Uh, I think Pete Carroll was the only one that like. Never forget the guy who started the real craze. Which was uh, Cowboys guy. Oh, God, here we go. I'm not even. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? What about them Cowboys? (laughs) Oh, Johnson. Don't ask me why that name didn't come right to my head right away. He's on TV every week. Jimmy Johnson left the University of Miami. Walked into a team where they were one in fifteen their first year, yeah. and then after that they won like three straight Super Bowls, and yeah. then he got chased out of town. I mean, he won, he won two straight Super Bowls. Then they chased him out of town. They replaced him with another college coach in Barry Switzer. That's right. Who won a Super Bowl? Never forget that, folks. Barry Switzer <laughs> has a Super Bowl <laughs> ring as a head coach. We could have abducted a monkey and put it in charge of that team. <laughs> Do you remember, I mean, how good were those Cowboy teams? Aikman, Emmett Smith. Irvin. Um, what's that? Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. Alvin Harper was on that team. Yeah. Um, Weren't they all number one draft picks? Almost like one after the other, almost? I, I would have to look that up. I, I, I know Aikman was definitely a one pick. Emmett Smith was a one pick. 
But yeah, I mean, they were all really highly touted. And, and by that time, they had two full years in an offensive system that had won them two straight Super Bowls. And Barry Switzer walks through the he door. He just turned goes, the key. Yeah, you guys go ahead and do what you want to do. Just, it's like being one of those guys that refills the gumball machines and then collects all the quarters and be like, I'm rich. All you did was put gumballs in a machine that was already there. You did not work for that money. Oh, man. Anyway. Okay. So uh, so who's still out there? We still need coaches. Uh, in so there's, uh, yeah, we do. Was oh, there another placement? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Packers, they hired Matt LeFleur. I know that name. He Remind was me. the uh, he was offensive coordinator for the Titans this past season. Why? And he Why? worked for Sean McVay for the Rams. There it is. Now we've reached the worked, center of the shrubbery. And he, and he worked for Kyle Shanahan in the at, uh, in Atlanta. That doesn't help anybody. No, it Kyle doesn't. Shanahan was. They fired him, didn't they? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I don't. I don't know why you would hire. There's nothing other than working for McVay. There's nothing redeemable about that hire. The Tennessee Titans offensively were a monkey nightmare this year. I, I just, they were bad. I, I you can't. They were bad. And they I'm, were I'm bad. Double Marcus Mariota. <clears throat> Marcus Mariota is going to have to have a good I'm done with Corey Davis. <laughs> no, I mean, that whole team had had a bunch of folks on it that should have been good. The only good thing about the, the Titans were their defense, fantasy-wise. Right. Derrick Henry only shows up for games when no one says his name on the radio the entire week prior <laughs> to the game. Wasn't that a Thursday night game? He almost rushed for like 200 yards yes. or something. <laughs> yes. And the worst part was he was on the edge in the metric. He was on the edge of being valued. And I went, that guy hasn't a jack all year. I'm not talking about Derrick Henry. Get out of here, kid. And, and I didn't talk about him, and it ended up biting me in the butt. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so these there's three teams that need coaches. Okay. So it is uh, the Jets. Yeah. The Dolphins. Yeah. And the Bengals. And Eric Bieniemy is still Eric out there. Eric Bieniemy and Mike McCarthy. See, somebody still said out there. It, somebody said on NFL radio today, if Mike McCarthy wanted the Jets job, don't you think they would have hired him already? I mean, maybe, unless they're just talking about like maybe he wants certain control. Like Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, there's something there that doesn't smell right. They're making it sound like it's a foregone conclusion. Eventually Mike McCarthy's gonna show up and be introduced as the new head coach of the Jets. I'm hearing that from multiple sources, but with all these guys going left and right, if you were, you would be locking him down already if that were the case. So I'm not buying it. I'm not right. buying it. And what's his name on the Patriots is staying at the Patriots. Which, Josh McDaniels. Which my brother had a tremendous. <laughs> my brother sent us a series of text messages in like six parts, and he labeled the parts like chapters in a book. Chapter four, part four, the plan explodes, and outlined a tin foil hat theory about how Baker Mayfield should have been a Patriot and Josh McDaniels stayed because he thought he would be working with Baker Mayfield eventually. And now he's staying because there's a chance that Bill Belichick retires and then he can get rid of Brady. It was just all over the place, all over the place. I mean, maybe. And that leads us into our next segment, which is tinfoil hat theories. That's because right. Craig has something he would like to share with all so of you. I. And I know since shares this, he's going to laugh and hopefully not drop any I, mail. I'm going to go to the fridge and get another one of these beers. You do that. Is that okay? No, no feel free. Right, I'm going to go get another one of these they're run right, wild, non-alcoholic <laughs> IPAs while Craig explains to you. They are right on the uh, middle shelf. His tinfoil hat theory. All right, go for it, Craig. All right. I'm going to be quiet for a few minutes. <laughs> so my tinfoil hat theory, and I'll have to find the alien music uh, for this again. Give me one second here. 
So my theory is that Bill Belichick, you know, him and Brady, it's like, you know, you're in a band, you're in a band too long. You start not getting along. Right. So that clear has happened. Like there's been pictures of them, like video of them having heated discussions on the sideline. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Mr. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. He's going to be the future of New England. You know, Bill drafts him. He's like, that's my that's my guy after Brady. He gets traded with some, you know, under some foggy circumstances with Brady may or may not have been involved with. So my theory is that eventually, maybe probably this year or the within I would say within 2 years, within 2 years, Belichick quits the Patriots. Says, I can't, I don't want to deal with you, with Brady. I don't want to do the craft anymore. He goes back to Cleveland. He takes over the Browns, and then McDaniels becomes the head coach of the Patriots. Britt's back. That's my response. (laughs) Back to Cleveland. That's where he started. It didn't go well, (laughs) as I recall. (laughs) It didn't. <clears throat> so, and then, but saying, so I'm saying is that this Belichick the is 2020 just, season. You're saying within two years, you're counting yeah. this year that we just ended as one. Because I know because the Browns already have a coach now. So I think he's linked to Brady, and I think I think if Brady stays, he's not going to. So you think that that's like you said the band thing. You think that's sour to the point <clears throat> where he wants to separate himself, <clears throat> right? Because then he had the whole thing with Brady and his doctor. Because I'm and, starting to wonder if maybe if if the Patriots worked out some sort of deal, because apparently that was my brother's theory, is that the whole thing was they're chasing Baker. What if the Patriots worked out some sort of mega deal where they gave up like seven first round picks and Brady and Belichick went to Cle- Cleveland together? But you think Belichick wouldn't do that? That Brady no. is a hindrance. I'm sorry, Brady's a hindrance to him right now, not a help. Right. Right, and I know Cinch is laughing and not going to agree with me, but I'm just you know just throwing that fair. out there. That's fair. I mean, he's a Patriot fan. He knows these things <laughs> a lot better. He, he he told. I mean, there's frequently... he clearly like clearly they do not get along anymore. Like there's a video of them arguing on the sideline. Well, the problem the whole is... thing with them trading Garoppolo, and then the whole thing with Brady's doctor. I just think it's like a bad. It's a bad vibe. I think. Yeah. I think the Patriots are a franchise on the way down. And that does not mean like they're going to be like four and no, 12. no. They're on the way down from having but even even since admitted that they're not spectacular they're not as this talented. year. They're not as talented. I heard one guy say this week that if he's using if he's using if he's using a Patriot in DFS, he's using Sony Michelle. But he expects the Sony Michelle uh, uh, ownership to be so high that he plans on just using Julian Edelman. And somebody was like, you're not going to use Gronk. No, Gronk isn't the go to anymore. Gronk is done. Yeah. Gronk is you know done. what I realize is that. There's a group of Patriot fans that have never known the Patriots to be bad. Yes. Like your brother and Cinch. Oh, my God. They remember when the Patriots were not good in 1-15, yep. right? Yep. So I think for people that have never known the Patriots to be under, what, 500 at any point? Yep. Like, I just think that with the day that that happens, it's going to be a really big shock to everyone. Yes. And it, and this is the cycle of, this is the circle of life in the NFL, Every dynasty gets old. We talked about how good the Cowboys were. They got old. Yeah, their last Super Bowl was 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, they got old. Um, yeah, so, all right. So, th- well, I can't disagree with you. We'll have to see what happens. 
I'll buy you a beer if you're right. If right, Bill good. Belichick <laughs> ends up in Cleveland before he retires, I will buy you a beer on that one. So okay. So let's that that feeds into the wild card weekend results. So let's go right down the line in terms of time. The Colts and the Texans supposed to be the one game worth offensively watching. The highest over under of the week. The yep. Colts score 21 points before the first commercial break, and Britt falls asleep on the couch <laughs> and wakes up, and the final score is 21 to seven. A snoozer. A snoozer. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I didn't see it. I don't know what happened. In the that Texans game. looked. The, the Texans looked inept. They just looked like they could not get out of their own way. They just looked. They inept. were playing in Texas, weren't they? And they were in Texas. Wow. So now the Colts have to go to Kansas City, and we'll get that in a minute. The nightcap was that was the was the Bears that night or was the Bears on Sunday? Bears was Sunday. The Bears was Sunday. So then that was the Cowboys and the Seahawks. This game was a lot closer than I expected. I thought the Seahawks were going to go in there and get spanked. They held their own a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're not going to beat Dallas at home. Did either of those results shock you? Did the Colts or the Cowboys winning on Saturday um, shock you? The Colts, the score of that game shocked me. And 90% the, of the people I think out there had the over. Yeah, and I I picked the Seahawks in that game with Dallas. Um, Can't pick against Dallas at home. I know. If they play on a different level at home. Different level, which is why yeah. I have them pick It's like the Saints. <laughs> yeah, they're going to lose this week because they're not home. They're playing so. the Saints, aren't they? Or are they playing mm, the Rams? I, uh, we'll look it up. The Bears lost. The Bears were the four seeds, so the five... No, they have to go to the Rams. Cowboys have to go to the Rams. <laughs> Craig is looking. <laughs> Dead air. Stop talking. Start talking, Brett. Okay. So while Craig is looking that yep. up, we'll move on to Sunday. Um, Sunday, both games were much more exciting than they should have been. Um, the early game was the Ravens hosting the Chargers. I had the Ravens pick to win this. Um, I thought that the, the Ravens would adjust and instead the Ravens walked out there and said, here's the exact same game plan we played against you two weeks ago. And the Chargers went, we have a completely new defensive game. plan." Now, do you think if they put in Flacco, they could have won? No, no, I don't think that that's the issue. Lamar just didn't look good. Lamar Jackson looked like a rookie who had never been in a win or go exactly home NFL game what before. It was. Yeah, that's exactly what he looked like. And they deserve to get booed. And they deserve, and it wasn't just him. None of them played well. Their offensive line didn't play well. The only people who played well were defense and special teams. That's it. That's it. Yep. So I, I was surprised by that result. I was very disappointed by that result. I don't want to have to face the Chargers again. But now the Chargers have to go to New England, and we'll talk about that in a minute. In the second game, the game that shocked me Aww. so strongly, <clears throat> Philadelphia beats the Bears on what is... A in blocked, Chicago. In Chicago on a blocked field goal that's <laughs> not really a blocked field goal. Uh-oh. And now I'm going to rant for a second. <laughs> Feel free. Because I lost a DraftKings pool by one point with the Eagles defense in. And when the game went final, that was not a blocked kick. When I contacted DraftKings just to find out two days later, did they have any intention of doing anything positive for folks who got screwed over because the NFL At least took give them a ticket? Yeah, give me a give me a give me a ticket of equal or even half price of what I paid to get into that pool and just give me something to, to throw something at me. The first response I got was it's not a block kick because the ball passed the line of scrimmage. Block kicks have to be deflected backwards. 
And I wrote back and went, um, so okay. you're telling me that DraftKings has a different definition for the term <laughs> block kick than the National Football League because the National Football League has changed it to a block kick. The next explanation I got was uh, this occasionally happens where the NFL makes stat corrections after a pool goes final. In those situations, once winnings are paid, DraftKings policy is not to change the outcome of the match. And they said it's in our terms of service. They sent me a link to the terms of service. And I said to him, that's fantastic, but I still think there's a customer service need that needs to be filled here. Does DraftKings have any intention of throwing a freebie or some sort of, you know, thing? call it something. the crossbar contest, <laughs> throw $10 into it, and, and, and everybody gets a free ticket who got screwed by this thing? And the short answer I got back was no, deal with it. So that's going to make me rethink yeah. my involvement with DraftKings next year. It definitely will. Um, that's not great customer service. First off, you, you, you told me a complete wrong answer at the first one. You tried to tell me, I didn't understand what the definition of a blocked kick was. Then <laughs> you tried to tell me, well, it's in our terms of service. So suck it up and deal. Okay. I'm not expecting you to go back to the guy and take the $20 that I would have won and hand it to me. That's not what I'm asking right. you to do, but do something to make it, make it feel like you guys are actually on top of their stuff. So that bothered me a great deal. We know that, um, our friend Sean is a huge Bears fan. He is still alive. Um, I can confirm signs of life. He is. So he survived it. But um, and You know, he, and he's he's in a group message with people that are Bengal fans and Chief fans and Jet fans. So Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I may be joining him in his, that, that quest this week. I don't know. All right. So let's talk about this week. So so, so all the four games, Yeah. what outcome shocked you the most? Which outcome you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that team advanced? Um, I'm surprised Eagles won. Yeah, that's out of those four games. The, I'm Eagles surprised played, Eagles won that close of a game. I thought it was going to be much Eagles, different game. Eagles played really well. Bears did not. And Eagles move on. And the Bears don't. And that's the thing. And and it dawned on me. Somebody said it like two minutes in that these are both Andy Reid disciples. You got Doug Peterson, who was the offensive coordinator there before he went to the Philadelphia Eagles in Kansas City. He was our offensive coordinator. He went to the Philadelphia Eagles. who He was replaced by Matt Nagy, who is now the... Bears coordinator, Bears head coach, who was replaced by Eric Bieniemy, who has a better be than 50-50 chance of being a head coach somewhere else <laughs> next year. It's just, it's just again, we talked about this coaching tree and the hot coaches and all that mumbo jimbo, and that that's really what it was. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I agree, that was the uh, the shocking, uh, the shocker of the week for me. Um, all right, so this week, what do we have in games? Um, so the Colts are at the Chiefs. That's the oh, that's the first game. That's Saturday afternoon. Yes. The Chiefs are five and a half point favorites at home. The Colts have won 11 of their last 12. The Chiefs have not won a home game since the Marty Schottenheimer era. Home playoff game since the Marty Schottenheimer era. They've won a road game. Yeah. But they have not won at home. Ironically enough, the one road game they won... There was an upset on the other side of the bracket, and they ended up hosting the next round. I think they were like the three or the four seed, and then there was an upset, and then they ended up hosting somebody else. So they ended up hosting a game as like the three seed, which was an unexpected or something like that. Anyway, I could be completely wrong about that, but either way, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think they're going to come out, and they are going to throw the ball all over the field. I don't think the Colts' defense can stop them. As good as the Colts' defense has been in the secondary, they've got some injuries. They're pretty banged up. I think the Chiefs win this game handily. Craig, what do you think? 
Um, I have to agree with you on that. Uh, I just player... don't think the I don't think you're right. I don't think their defense is gonna be able to stop. Outside of like an injury, I don't think they're gonna be able to stop them. And if you're playing DFS this weekend, one player in that matchup you're using, go. Whew. Keeping in mind that, you know, obviously Pat Mahomes is gonna be the most expensive quarterback on the board. True. Um Andrew Luck is probably gonna be number two. T. Y. Hilton is probably gonna be one of the top three wideouts. Who are you using? Pick one player in that matchup you like. Uh I'd have to say T. Y. because I feel like <clears throat> the Colts are gonna have to throw a lot. They're gonna have to throw a lot. I'm going Marlon Mack because the Chiefs are so bad against the run. And I think that's what the Colts are going to try and do. The Colts are going to try and get a lead and try to just run, basically what they did against run. the Texans, and try to run. Uh, I just don't think the Chiefs are going to allow them to get that re- that lead. They're going to be much more effectively offensive against the, the Texans. So I hope my Chiefs can pull out a, a win, big win here. What's the night game? Uh, Cowboys at Rams. I'll <clears throat> take the Rams. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Cowboys too. on the road. Cowboys on the road. What do you think? um same thing i think the rams are just gonna uh well the cowboys defense isn't bad but overall they're not a good road team player to use uh i gotta go with bob woods damn it that was mine (laughs) i thought for sure you were gonna go like the obvious todd Gurley, brandy (laughs) cooks oh zeke will still get fed i thought for sure you were gonna go there (laughs) big game bob woods is absolutely where i'm going this week in that matchup um i did do one uh, draft and um, I got Bob Woods in like the third round and I immediately with the fourth round snatched up Jared Goff. Nice. I, it, 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 I, if they, if they're good, they're going to, I'm going to win. If I, they're not, I'm going to lose miserably. So this is either a lineup, usually about 80 points wins in those, those draft lineups. This is either an 85 point lineup or a 55 point lineup. There is no in between. It's going to be all or nothing. And it's going to come down to, to, to those two guys. So we'll see what happens. Talk to me about Sunday. Uh, so Sunday we have the Chargers at the Patriots with a chance of snow. All right, I said it before. Three to five inches again. of snow, maybe. I'm fine with that. I'll say it before and I'll say it again. If the road to the Super Bowl goes through Foxborough, the Patriots advance. The Chargers are going to walk in there and be all like, "Yeah, we beat the Ravens. We went to Baltimore. We won a game. Woo! Welcome to Foxborough, mother. <laughs> Sit down, shut up, and have a cookie." And it, it, it's going to be bad. I think they are going to game plan well for the Chargers. We saw it even with the Chiefs. If you force Rivers to throw a lot, and Rivers threw some, Rivers was not good against the Ravens. He was like, at one point, he was like 17 for 21 for like 120 yards. He was getting less than 10 yards per, per pass completion and only like five yards per attempt. We can see the Patriot defense will key on that. Melvin Gordon is banged up. Austin Eckler is banged up. They are going to key on the passing game. And I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to win that game. So who do you like in that game and who's one player you're using? In that game, that's a tough one. Especially with Melvin Gordon being hurt. Possibly hurt. He's going to play. But he's banged up. There may be they, they may give him full drives off. We may get a full dose of Austin Eckler at times. Eckler might be carrying more of the load. He might you know, get and, a fifty fifty share. Snow. And it's gonna snow. <clears throat> I'm gonna say Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle seems to be the big DFS pick. I've heard his name a lot. His ownership is gonna be through the roof. For me, it's gonna be Julian Edelman because that's who Brady trusts. So if Brady has to throw the ball, he's throwing it to Julian Edelman. So, all right, what's the last game? Uh, Eagles at Saints. <clears throat> I'll take the Saints, and I'll take any player on the Saints <laughs> as my pick. Craig, back to you. 
Uh, yeah, definitely the Saints at home, and uh, I'll just go with Kamara. Kamara's who I'm looking at, too. He's expensive, but when you're looking at the studs on DraftKings in particular, he's behind Zeke, Gurley, and somebody else. I think he was fourth in the most expensive. He might be third, but he was down enough that I can feel good using him in that role. And I think they are going to steamroll the Eagles. I think it's yeah. not even close. The Eagles are going to try and shut down Drew Brees. So that means I'm not banking on Michael Thomas. I'm not banking on Ted Ginn. Um, I think Cam Meredith is still on that team. Sure, why he not? He might be. Um, so I, I'm looking at the, the run-slash-short passing game. Uh, yeah, to Kamara and Ingram. Yeah, I, but I, I don't feel like I can use both. I don't feel like no. I can use both in DFS. So I'll use one or the other if I want to save money. Ingram's price is way down, but so is his production. Um, I would probably go Kamara unless if I need a cheaper option, I'll go, I'll go Ingram, but I would rather have Kamara. All right. So we agreed the saints advance. We yep. agree the Rams advance. Yep. We agreed the chiefs advance. Yep. And what did we say about the other one? I mean, I don't know. You, we you pick the, the Patriots. Are yeah. You, are you picking the pass? Um, I'm on the fence. Okay. Uh, that to me, that's a hard one. You got to make an assessment. Uh, I'm just going to say the chargers to mix it okay, up. Okay. You can go with the chargers. All right. So let's go to the NFC. Cause that matchup we have set. So we're doing the two week out preview Rams at saints. Presuming no one dies this week. <laughs> the under over that game is going to be like 75 <laughs> and I'm taking the over the final of that game. The final score of that game is 52 50. Somebody. <laughs> one of them. NFC team. So yeah, that would, Oh my God, that's going to be a shootout. That's going to be such a shootout. Yeah. If the chargers do get by the Patriots and you've got chargers at chiefs and you've got, Saints hosting the Rams. Wow, that's a lot of scoring. The combined over-under for the championship <laughs> round has got to be close to 150 points. Yes. You've got I would th- save in 160. I mean, that's that, that I'm, I'm exaggerating just a touch, but yes, those games could easily be 35-35, and that's 70 points. So I would say, all right, so realistically, let's say 120. 120 combined points, which puts them yep. both in 60-point over-unders. I could see that. Oh, Wow. Never thought I'd see the day, but I can see that. Yeah, seriously. Wow. So, all right. So, Chiefs hosting Chargers Patriots. Does it matter who gets through that game? Do the Chiefs hold court or lose regardless of who comes out of Foxborough? <sighs> well, how do, you're the Chief fan. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about I was in college the last time we won a home playoff game. So, let's say the Chiefs win. They beat the Colts. Would you rather play the Chargers or the Patriots? I'd rather play the Pats. I'd rather play the Pats. We've already lost to the Patriots once in, I believe we played in Kansas City too. They came to Kansas City and they beat us. I think we can adjust. Um, and I think that's better. The Chargers know us too well. Um, and that last, now keep in mind, that Chargers win against us was on a last minute play that shouldn't have happened. Now what's working against us is I'm a superstitious person and I'm a curler. Curlers right. are superstitious by nature. Three Chiefs games have been on while I've been at the curling club for different events. Right. Three times. Right. The Chiefs have lost all three of those games. Okay. They were 12 and four. Three of their four losses were on the television at the curling club. Guess where I got to go Saturday afternoon? Uh, are you curling? I am. It's one of our <laughs> it's one of our new member tournaments, and I'm the coordinator. So I've already I, I won't say I manipulated the schedule, but when the schedule when I, I draw I draw the names out of the hat who plays when. Right. I was not unhappy when I pulled the early draw and I knew I'd be off the ice by three o'clock because then I could get myself a beer and watch the game. Right. 
can I put the game on the TV? Uh, they are 0 and 3 when I put them on that television this year. Or do you watch them somewhere else? I can't. I can't leave the club. I'm running the event. Oh, you're running the event? Yes, I'm the chair oh. of the event. I got to be there until 7 or 8 o'clock that night. Oh. So either I don't put it on the TV and I don't watch my own team's playoff game, <laughs> or I sit there and I say, we can't possibly go 0 and 4 in this bizarre situation. As, as a Bengal fan, I would have a hard time watching it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to wear my jersey there and everything. I mean, and I'm going to go old school, too. I think I'm going to go Trent Green. Maybe that's my problem. The last, you know, the Bengals made the playoffs, what, five, six times last 10 years? Yeah. I watched those games. Maybe I shouldn't. But, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. So I, I consulted with our dear friend, uh, Skinny Larry, who is, um, <laughs> yes, that's 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 his, nick, his nickname around the club is Skinny Larry. We have, like, five guys who are Larrys at the club. So we have one called Skinny Larry. And he was the one who pointed out to me, man, you're here again and the Chiefs are on. And I finally said to him, every time we put the Chiefs on these TV, this lose, I said to him this week, I said, can we put the game on? I mean, I asked him the same question I asked you. And he was like, yep, it's time to break the streak. We're going to break this streak. Uh. And he will be there with me. So <laughs> so that means if and he's a listener. So hi, Lair. So if by halftime, if the Colts are up like 28 to three, <laughs> is he buying your drinks the rest of the day? <laughs> Probably not because I'll probably already be drunk at that point. Um, so I'll, what he'll be buying me is the Uber from the club back to my house. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be that would be rough. So we'll see what happens there. I think the Chiefs could win this week. I think the Chiefs will win this week. I think um, I think the Patriots will hold serve and the Patriots will have to come to Kansas City. And I don't know what will happen in that game. I don't. I know. Chief, I know. Fair. Cinch Cinch does not think much of. The Patriots this year, he thinks that they're having an off year, but I think I think they're better than he thinks they are. So, so that, there's our prediction. So we'll see what happens next week, and then we'll obviously um, we'll cover the uh, AFC and NFC championships when those come up. Um, what else do we have on our agenda? Do we have anything else on our agenda? Are we done early no, this week? I think we might be. Might be done early I mean, this week. DFS. We didn't talk anything about DFS. No, I mean it's it's hard playoffs. It's hard to do because it's a short. It's a four game pool. Um, I'm not. I just went off of my gut. I just put in one lineup, and I'm like, eh, <clears> "Is I'm it a full in. lineup or a captain's lineup?" No, it's a full. It's a full. I put in uh, a lineup for all four games. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm run, I I'd rather run the draft.com stuff than the uh, DFS stuff at this time of year, particularly now that you know DraftKings has angered me with the way that they handled their pools. So I did a full accounting, by the way. That's how bad <laughs> I've gotten with DFS. Not bad in terms of like. I'm spending too much money, but I, I move money between the different accounts so frequently over the course of the year that I had no idea if I was up or down this year and I'm up good and I'm up, which is good because I feel like I've not done well on DraftKings the last three or four weeks. Um, I, I was up this week, despite the fact that I did not hit that pool. Uh, I just wasn't up as much as I would like to have been, but, uh, I, I kind of been, I've been making up for it in other places. So that, that's a good thing. So um, all right, so then the only thing left to do is to say hi to Deb. Hi, Deb. Uh, and to thank everybody for joining us. Leave us a review, obviously. iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, anywhere you listen to us. Reach out to us. Um, we're not on Twitter nearly as much as we are during the season, but you can always reach us by emailing us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. That's always an easy way to get a hold of us. Or you could send us a tweet if you would like. Um, whatever works for you. But uh, we will be back next week for the uh, AFC and NFC championships. 
Um, if the Chiefs are out and the Patriots advance, my seat might be filled by cinch because I don't know that I'll be able to handle it. So <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, until then, have a great week, everybody. We will see you next week. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football <clears throat> Fignuts Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.